Pretty nice here this afternoon. Looks like I think the rain is behind us. So uh, some nice weather, a little warmer than usual, much warmer than usual for this time of year. So enjoy it while you can, everybody. Welcome into the drive. Bill here in the studio. Dan has Troy women's basketball. So uh, he is off this afternoon. But since it's Wednesday, once again, joining me here in the studio, as as he does Wednesdays when he's in town, is the one and only Jason Caldwell from AUTigers.com. Jason, how are you doing today? Good, good. Yeah, it's, uh, I had a, a quick, it wasn't a short trip, but it was a quick trip yesterday uh, down to Mobile and back. Um, go check out some of the All-Star game. Um, sure. I'll be in Mississippi practice and... Talked to you know three Yalmer commitments. Watched a couple of a couple of you know, I, was, I guess about an hour or so of practice last night. They didn't practice about seven o'clock last night, and then got home about midnight last night. So long day yesterday, but it was good. And so you know, just um, a whole lot going on. I, I had some some of the players and some of the coaches there. Keith Etheridge, one of them, was like, "Are hey, you staying here all week?" I was like, "I'd love to stay all week and, and be there, but." There's a whole lot of stuff going on, even though... And things could happen at any minute. That, that's, that's the thing. That's, that's the point. That's the thing. There's not a whole lot going on at this very minute. Mm-hmm. But there's... It's just you got transfer portal. you got recruiting, uh, coaching, you know, vacancies still on the staff. Everything that, that could happen. So the good thing about that trip yesterday was the six hours I drove yesterday, probably four and a half of it was spent on the phone. Uh, I don't know if I learned anything or not, but, <laughs> but I spent a lot of it on the phone talking to, to people. So... Uh, Overall, good day, and it's it's one of you know one of the things. The Super Seven, you know, was is one of my favorite times, and then being able to go watch some uh, Alabama Mississippi game is is fun too. Oh yeah, no no question about it. Down in uh, Mobile, they playing at uh, South Stadium, right? Yes, and went there last night, and they were practiced in there. It's not an indoor; it's a kind of like a pavilion, but mm-hmm. it's on top of the hill, right behind their stadium. So it's on a hill. And I talked to folks there, and it's like, hey, in the summertime, you get a breeze. I mean, it's really nice. It's big. Oh, it uh, is. Open air. It really is. Um, it was really good. So, yeah, they're practicing <clears throat> at South Alabama. Mississippi was on the practice fields last night. Alabama was was in the pavilion. They swapped today. Alabama was outside, and they were – so they're able to practice. So we had uh, Steve Wilfong and Cooper Batania, two of our, our national guys. Mm-hmm. They were able to walk back and forth and watch both teams practice instead of having to choose oh, yeah. where you're going and being across town. They're riding beside each other, so they were able to kind of go back and forth. So that worked out good. Oh, that, that's really good. We'll we'll, uh, um, we'll talk about the, the All-Star game, which is Saturday afternoon uh, down in Mobile, uh, as, as well as quite a few other things here. It is a busy, busy time. But uh, let, let's go. So let's go ahead and get some business taken care of. Hour number one of the drive brought to you, as usual, by our friends at Kia of Auburn on South College and KiaofAuburn.com. Kia of Auburn, where you're always number one. And they're also the sponsor of our hotline. You can call us with your questions, comments, 334-321-1390. You can also text us on the, uh, the drive text box, which is... Three three four five six four eighteen forty, and uh, the the uh, text box and the daily podcasts of the drive are both brought to you by Southeastern Industrial Contractors. Now hiring for great paying skilled trade positions, you can call three three four two zero nine six three. 
All right, so, um, yeah, Jason, you, you mentioned some of the things that are going on right now. I mean, uh, it's been a few days. Auburn basketball is about to be back in action this weekend in the um, holiday hoops giving over in Atlanta. Um, the game's scheduled for 4 o'clock, but they've got, what, they got a bunch of games playing back to back to back to back. It'll be somewhere after four o'clock when Auburn takes on Memphis uh, on Saturday as, as the Tigers look to stay unbeaten. Off to an eight and no start, but there, there's still definitely some room for improvement, especially uh, offensively. Offensively, yeah, you look at and, and you know there's been some some challenges, but it hasn't been an overly difficult schedule for Auburn when you look at it. Uh, this will be the you know this Memphis team will be definitely the most talented team mm-hmm. they've played this season. And you look at, at this Memphis team this year, they you know, they beat Vandy um, by nine in Nashville early this year. Um, they did lose to to St. Louis on the road, um, ninety to eighty four. That's the St. Louis team that Auburn has played. Beat VCU by fifteen, but they played. Lost by a point to Seton Hall, beat Nebraska, beat Stanford, uh, and then they beat Ole Miss recently um, by 11 in Memphis, and then beat Little Rock the other night. So um, last night, excuse me. So this is a, obviously you know Penny Hardaway. This is going to be a talented roster. Yeah, you know he's um, got know he's got some athletes. And so I mean they play. I mean funny for Memphis. Um, you know they got Auburn uh, Saturday, Alabama on Tuesday, and then Texas A and M Saturday. So they got three straight SEC games. A and M's really struggling at at, at this point in, in year two under Buzz Williams. But um, you look at, at Memphis, you get Auburn, Alabama back to back, two top fifteen programs mm-hmm. at the moment. Um, this this is about as big an opportunity as they'll have all season long. And but you're right, Auburn. Can they you know can they kind of keep what they did the other night? That was as as good as they played offensively the other day. Um, more well, flow, was. more flow. Mm-hmm. Alan Flanagan was really good in, in doing what he's done. They, can those pieces consistently do those things? That's the key for this team. Him and you know, you look at. I still think the key for this team is is you know Wendell Green Jr. I, he's a guy that can score consistently a little bit more out out front, but it's been up and down. It's it's been really good or not very much at all, and so that consistency offensively is going to be the key for them. It's funny. I I have um I have folks that ask me, uh, well, what what's the matter with the freshman? And I, I guess it's because Auburn has had such outstanding first-year players over the last few years that the expectation is, well, this guy's going to come in and immediately grab that starting job. Uh, I mean, we, we've seen some some flashes from Yohan Treor and, and Chance Westry primarily. I mean, uh, sure, Trey Donaldson has, has played some, but, I mean, he wasn't expected to. It was more... Treor and Westry and Chance coming back from an injury. Yoan, I think, is just he's just getting acclimated to playing on the college level. Yeah, I agree. And, and you know, we've talked about you know, Chance Westry and and just you know that that you know surgery coming back from that, the consistency that you need. Um, they play two positions early on, settling in a little bit, and you know I think playing him at point now it's going to impact Trey Donaldson's time in minutes a little bit to the, for this team as well. So you start looking at, you know, kind of where this team goes, where those freshmen go. I think Chance Westry is still going to be a guy that's going to be involved. I think his scoring well, I think, so think, his scoring I think, gonna, be. think his scoring's going to be there. Just can he, can he settle in? And, and you're right. Mm-hmm. This team hasn't had quite the need that some of these other teams have had. And, and, and let's be, let me be honest. Those, the other guys were 
were astronomical in, in what they did. And, and you look at, you know, Jabari, obviously, in doing what he did. But, you know, you think about the, the freshmen that have had – Oscar Coro, just because of his defense and physicality, was a different kind of guy. He wasn't a huge scorer, but, you know, I think you, this team is, is set up a little different. This team has a lot of veterans on it. This, this team has a lot of depth on it. So if you can find somebody that can start to score the basketball – those men are going to come, and that's what they're waiting on from one of those two guys. Jason Caldwell alongside here on the Wednesday edition of The Drive. Uh, jumped into a little basketball there. Obviously, tons of football. I mean, transfer portal. There are so many players that are in the portal now. And the the thing to remember is they don't have to sign right now. I mean, uh, they they don't even have to sign before the first of January if they don't want. They I just mean, have to get in. Right, they now. have to be in the portal by the middle of January during this period, and so many players are getting in. You know, I know that that everybody is having players go in, but obviously, following Auburn, it is a it is a serious situation numbers wise, and very fortunate. That the NCAA has said you don't have to worry about 25 initials, just the 85, because Auburn, uh, right now, before before any other attrition or players opting for the NFL, is going to need 35 plus players. Yeah, well, we you know people have asked us the numbers from the portal, and it feels like it's kind of growing a little bit every day. And now here's a, you know I'll say this: the guys you've the people that they've lost in the portal to this point. In the grand scheme of things, not much of an impact. Keandre Jones is really the only the, guy who has, has started much at all. That's the guy, the only guy that really has. <laughs> I mean, you know, Zacchaeus Walker's played some. Right. But that, other than that, nobody has really, really done a whole lot, to be quite honest. No, but it, it is just stripping your depth. And, 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 and the, the crazy thing is, is that we've talked about offensive, offensive line numbers. Everybody knows the offensive line issues. I think defensive line right now is in worse shape than the offensive line is, in more peril anyway. Um, when you start to look at, at what you've lost, what you have right now, we knew the edge position. It was going to be difficult. Right now, Dylan Brooks is it. Is it? That's the yeah, only one, scholarship player at edge. One guy. Um, you've got to uh, have it. I believe Tabichio Coley may be the only guy who's at, listed it in. At, as, as a true end, <laughs> I think Jeffrey Emba probably will be able to, to do some of those things, kind of like a Kobe Wooden a little bit. Marcus Harris can do a little bit of that right. too. But you don't have many guys inside either. No, you don't. Not for three other positions. You got Jason Jones and Sledge, and that's about it. Yeah, you got, that's, you got that. That is that, it. That is it. That that's the the entirety of of four spots. You're talking about why, the why you're playing. But so you start looking at it now. Um, I think a minimum of two edge position players out of mm-hmm. the portal, and you're going to sign two or three guys. You need four or five guys at that position because a lot of times you play end up playing a couple of guys. Right, you'd, you'd like to be able to play two at once. Especially at on time. third downs. Um, and then you start talking about, I think, two to three players at a minimum at the other spots. You're, you're talking about four to, or five players, just portal, not high school. Four or five guys and maybe more than that. And, and everybody in the country is looking for – Guys that can play, that can play there on the edge and on the defensive line. Here's the funny thing. It is much easier right now to find a starting quarterback in the portal than it is to find quality offensive tackle and and pass rusher. Mm -hmm. Like, it is easier to go out and find, oh, let's go get a quarterback. Okay, you can go find one of those guys. Go find offensive tackles and, and edge guys that have proven it. It is a harder 
find. And now you're talking about, you know, offensive line. You you look and go, I, I think four, no, four, no tackles, really. four or five guys, and you got to have three tackles. I, I think you got to have three tackle, three guys that can play tackle, mm-hmm. because if not, you're counting on guys that have never done it. You only have one. Auburn has one guy right now, Colby Smith. Yeah. That's the only tackle you really have. Garner Langlow is more. I than list, yeah, I, I listed Langlow just because he's practiced. Yeah. occasionally at tackle. That's that's it. You, and and so and and nobody's nobody's played. Right. Um, and so you start talking about I think three tackles in the portal, um, and probably another interior player. I think a minimum right now. I think a minimum of eight linemen. Yeah, I was thinking you, I mean, you, you'd love to, to get 10. ten. It's probably closer to ten. Yeah, and that's just that's just line of scrimmage. Probably a quarterback, one wide receiver, uh, maybe a, I, maybe I'd, two. I'd look in the second. I'd look for a corner and secondary. Probably I a line, wouldn't mind a linebacker. Probably a linebacker. You start you start adding it up, and you're probably. 16, 17 guys that you that you need without without a, without signing class. Mm-hmm. Those are the. It, there's a lot of work to be done. We knew there was a lot of work to be done, um, and that's that's part of it now. And and you know, I've seen people get like, like just because you need those guys and just because you have nil money, doesn't mean you're going to snap your fingers and get them. You still got to go recruit them, and because these are wanted people, and and there's going to be, I mean, Alabama. They've lost half their offensive line. You know what that means? They're going to go They're out going and get the offensive portal. line. They're going to yep. the portal to get guys. USC is going to go get guys. Miami's going to go get guys. There's going to be a lot of people that are going after the same people once again. And we talked about this, you know, last year. I was think I was thinking about this while you were talking, and I, I thought about this over the last few days. What it's like because people will go, "Yeah, but Auburn's got the NIL. They've got the opportunity. That's an easy pitch. It's an easy pitch." But here's a way. To try to put this in perspective, folks, if you've got, uh, if you've got children, if you ever, if there was ever that, that hot toy, uh, that, that they wanted for Christmas and it was in limited demand, didn't matter how much money you had, you better be the, you better be one of the first ones in there to get it. And, and that's the thing. You can't, I mean, this is a tough situation in that, Maybe somebody better will get will get in the transfer portal, Jason. But if you if you wait for those and don't and don't try to get some of the players that are in there now, but what there is no incentive for them to make up their minds today. That's what I was saying a while ago. I mean, Correct. they've got a while. They can if they want to be in school in January. They can go all the way, you know, up near New Year's. Before they make a decision, you can go after that. Sure, yeah. but I mean, yeah, somewhere around the first of the year, yeah, you, so that they you, can be in school in January. You can absolutely, if you're if you're them, go. Okay, let's see what you got. Okay, what what's it going? Mm-hmm. What would it look like if I came to Auburn? What would it look like if I came to Alabama? Um, how's that going to work? Those are those are discussions that you have, and and you're right. It's more than just what's the depth chart look like. That's, I mean, for some guys, well, sure, that matters. That's going to matter. Some. That's going to matter for still yes. for some, but for some, it's not. For some, it's going to be okay. What's it look like? Um, that's the unfortunate. That's the unfortunate side of where we are now. Because if it, if if it was just what's the depth chart look like, it, then you wouldn't have guys leaving that are starters mm-hmm. at major schools right now, going somewhere else. We need to get we need to get to our first break. John, hang on. Uh, you'll be up first when we come back. Just underway here on the Wednesday Drive. 
Let's get back to The Drive. The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067 and online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390, toll free at 888-382-7502, or email The Drive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome back into The Drive here on this Wednesday afternoon. Bill, Jason, Drew at the controls here on this Wednesday afternoon. Let's get to the Kia of Auburn hotline. And John is up first. Hey, John. Hey, guys. How you been? Oh, good, man. It's uh, great to hear from you. I, If I'd known it was you, I would have gone ahead and gotten to you for the break. Hate to make you hang on. You doing all right? Oh, no worries. No worries at all. I heard you talking about possibly getting a linebacker or two. Do you remember Garrett Morris from Auburn High? I do. He graduated in 18. He was a running back and linebacker. Right. He's been up at at Penn, and he's now graduated, but he put himself in the portal. He was all Ivy League, and I understand that's Ivy League, you know, and we're power five, but that kid, I I watched him from rec league through junior high and high school and tough as nails, you know, and he was, like I said, he was all Ivy League up there, had a bunch of tackles, a couple interceptions, a couple sacks. I mean, would that be something they could at least – I, I well, you got room. I you know, think, the, I, I think it's worth uh, kicking the tires absolutely. on. Absolutely. Yep. You know, and I don't think Ivy League schools give scholarships, so his parents might be willing to, to, to let him be an invited walk-on or something. You know, I, I haven't talked to them in years, but I just I saw his name in the portal, and, I, and he's a graduate of Penn. And I said, you know, he grew up watching Auburn games. I would think that'd be somebody somebody might want to talk to. Oh yeah, that that, that, one, that makes a lot of sense. I mean, yeah, I, it's I absolutely do. worth checking. I sure do remember that. Yeah, I just looked and uh, he started a bunch of games at, at Penn the last couple of years. Have been really productive, and so um, right. Yeah, no, I think it's uh, again right now. Heck, everybody's worth kicking the tires on a mm-hmm. little bit just to watch and see, and, and you know, talk to coaches, do those things. But, I mean, he had seventy-one tackles this year. Two sacks, nine and a half tackles for losses, uh, interception. So he's been pretty productive. I think, what, 100 and, 116 tackles the last two years in, uh, right. in in 20 games. So that's pretty good. No kidding. Yeah, well, tell somebody. <laughs> I will. Well, I'm sure hopefully somebody's listening. We'll, uh, we'll try to pass the word along. All right, guys. Well, great hearing you. I listen to you every day. So. Man, it's great hearing, great hearing from you, John. Take care. Later. Yeah, right now, I mean, in the situation that Auburn has, Jason, I mean – there's no reason not to check out especially almost w- any possible, especially somebody who is and you know a, and grew a, up right here and a one year guy. Yeah, that's the thing you look at a one year guy and go, hey, you know, just just see the possibilities there, um, you know, for a guy like that. So yeah, that's a that's a good suggestion. That's the thing, uh, especially at a few of these positions, <clears throat> you look and and it, maybe it's bridging the gap. You feel like you got some young guys, mm-hmm. you know, that you look at. Cam Riley will be back, and I think he's a guy that can be a leader for that group. But you think about. You know, you know Wesley Steiner, Desmond Tisdall played some, right? And then your young guys, Robert Woodyard, um, and Powell Gordon. Powell Gordon. You know, you got some. You reckon Powell now? I mean, I think you'd have to look at him outside. I, I, I would. I would think to go. Hey, give him every he's every got, opportunity. He's got burst. He's got that burst. Every opportunity to see what he can do um, to be an outside guy, um, edge guy, mm-hmm. his, with his pass rush ability, and even if he's, I mean, at two thirty. I mean, D Ford was about two thirty, right? Uh, and so you. Um, he played, you know, hey, all I have to do is go ask at IMG Academy offensive tackle from last year. Uh, <laughs> he's the best player he played against all year, and it was Powell Gordon. So I'd like to see that just because from a number standpoint, um, 
they got to have somebody to go. And here's the thing: if you don't get, you know, a couple of early January enrollees and a couple of of transfers in in January, oh, I mean, then what are you? How are you going to have spring you're practice? Gonna, you're going to have to have enough numbers there anyway. I, I would, you know, I, I think you got some linebackers. I'd love to see Powell Gordon at that edge position and see what he could do. Three three four three two one thirteen ninety. That's the uh, Kia of Auburn hotline. Bill and Jason, Jason around till uh, about a quarter to five. So if you have any questions or comments, all right. We we talked a little bit about all right. While the transfer portal is going on and it opened up Monday, it's also the first week that coaches can be on the road recruiting, and it's uh, interesting, Jason. Here we are, um, ten days or so, nine I guess, into Hugh Freeze. As Auburn's head coach, we still don't have a full staff. Now, that doesn't mean that they don't have the full allotment of, of folks out recruiting. Correct. But uh, it, it, it's still interesting to me. I'm a little surprised, uh, quite frankly, that, that there aren't more official you know, hirings on the staff and don't have either coordinator in place. Yeah, no, I, you know, I think you know, we, we agree, I think, that offensively, not as big of a deal because right. you know what you're pretty much going to do under Hugh Freeze. Sure. Uh, you know what, what the system's going to be. Um, offensive line coach was probably the big one there, but wide receiver coach, if you're looking to, to add a couple of guys, that's an important part because of that day-to-day coaching at that position. So, But, yeah, defensive coordinator is one to me that, that I'm, I'm surprised that, that we're sitting here eight days later. And, and that's the, and that's the only spot on the defense open, right? Yeah, well, yeah. At this point, uh, I mean, if you're going to go with five, I mean, well, you you have Zach and Christian and and C Rob are are on the road recruiting. Yes, yes, correct. And so I, I think I think you know right now, I mean, and you start thinking about um, where you go coordinator wise. We've heard of lots of names. There's still mm-hmm. most of those names are still out there, other than Barry Odom. Um, you look at at Charles Kelly is at Alabama. Uh, Zach Arnett, Mississippi State. Um, obviously, Travis Williams is is one of. The, so in the names you hear, they're still available. I don't know. I honestly, couldn't tell you. Um, other than it's maybe there's some other names we don't know of, which wouldn't be a surprise. I mean, oh no, you look and and I mean everybody talked about Phil Longo and boom, all of a sudden it's Wisconsin. Yeah, how about that? I mean, that's something uh, that Jason just pointed out during the last break. Wisconsin <clears throat> with a couple of pretty big. Uh, Swings and connecting there with Luke Fickle as head coach and now Phil Longo as uh, out of out of out of thin air in terms yeah. of public knowledge because neither one of those were, had been talked about discussed and boom all of a sudden here they are you know that's something right now you like does Auburn have that opportunity uh, they do I think they have that opportunity we'll see what happens but I I'm surprised especially going into this weekend um, the expectation are that there's going to be some official visits this weekend. You got a couple of weekends of official visit possibilities, and you transfer guys could do that. You got guys that can take official visits again um, for Auburn before the early signing period if they're planning to sign in December. And so, um, those are things to watch for. But yeah, I, I think you know to me that defensive coordinator hire is the one that you kind of look for now. Going okay. Start, you know, you start looking at your watch a little bit, going, uh, hey, right. hey, the clock's ticking a little bit. All right, we're approaching our bottom of the hour break. Uh, love for you to join in. 334-321-1390 here on the Wednesday Drive.
Drive on The Drive. The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 106.7 and online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390. Toll free at 888-382-7502 or email us at thedrive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome back into The Drive, 27 minutes away from 5 o'clock here on this Wednesday. And let's get back to the Kia of Auburn hotline. And Ed is up next. Hey, Ed. Hey, Bill. How, how are y'all? I, I, I just turned on. I don't know who you have with you today. Jason's here. Okay. Hey, Jason. Hey, Ed. Uh, hey, hey. I, I was just wondering if, if either of y'all had any kind of uh, thoughts or insight or, or do you think that some of the coaches that uh, Hugh Freeze might be looking at, I'm, I'm pretty sure not OC and DC, but do you think some of them are, are, are maybe in the uh, in the playoffs, or, or, or what do you think about the building of the staff, if, if I could just ask, what do y'all think? Yeah, I mean, I, that's... Yeah, we were just talking about it. You know, uh, you know, I'm, I guess there could be a couple of guys involved in that. My, my only, my only question about that would be, is probably not leaving. Um, now you might leave from a position coach to be a coordinator. Right, you, you might do that. You're not going to make a lateral move from a, from a team that's in the playoffs. Correct. So yeah. So if it's a if it's coordinator to coordinator, I don't think that that would be it. If it's position coach to coordinator, I think I think that could be some things. If you're Auburn, though, you're you're not going to wait. I don't think you're waiting till after the playoffs to hire guys. I know. And so I think because of that, I, I would lean more towards just just trying to make a thorough decision. Um, yeah, that's what it feels exactly. like. That's what it feels like to me. And I, I do think that some yeah. of it's probably okay. You got you've been talking to these guys. You've been talking to another guy, um, and then like a like a Barry Odom gets a head coach, gets a job. head coaching job, yeah. and so now you're going okay, maybe a little bit. But I want to say back to the drawing board because I, I think. Like most coaches, there there may be a there's probably a number one guy, but there's probably about three or four guys that you go like, hey, I like all these guys. Let's figure out yeah. which one fits the best. And sometimes that takes a little longer, depending on the rest of your staff. Are they familiar yeah. with these guys? All those things. But to to to, to give you an answer to another question, uh, Jason and I both have said we're a little surprised that that Auburn's not further along with their staff. It, it, yes, sir. That, it, and the only reason I, I was kind of wondering about that is, is, is you would think that uh, this would be a very important time because most of the guys that you're recruiting, they want to know, you know, who their who their position and their, their coordinator is. So I would think it would be a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think especially know, especially defensively, yeah. I think it's it's more yeah. important probably than offensively right now. Yeah, they want to know what what yeah. style, what schemes. Yeah. I, I think Auburn. I think often getting offensive line coach in early was important for Auburn because of the transfer portal. Because yeah. normally, position coach is is the most important thing for an offensive lineman. That's normally the guy that they're most you know concerned with. Skill guys, it's maybe position coach and coordinator. And then defensively, it's it's coordinator because they want to know scheme. They want to know how 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 do you use my position? You know, especially like an edge guy. Are we going to be attacking defense? Mm-hmm. All those things. That's something that a coordinator is is really involved in. Yeah, and I'll, uh, the reason, like I said, the reason I would think most most of the recruits and especially transfer portal guys, they're pretty educated now. They they want to know 
you know, scheme wise and everything else, what they're going into. And I, I was just kind of worried. I, I'm not saying that anything's wrong with it taking this long, but I, will, I, no. I was just asking what y'all thought. Same thing. Right. A little. I think, like most folks, I think we're like Bill said. I think we're a little surprised that that we're here yeah. eight days later and and there's no coordinator hires made. I think that's. Yeah. I think that's where we are. Uh, yeah, and I agree. Hundred percent. All right, guys. War Eagles. Appreciate the call, Ed. Uh, Jason wanted to get to a, a little recruiting and sort of a tie. In. You mentioned you were down in Mobile yesterday, and uh, um, most of the players down there are. I, I wonder how many uncommitted players are there um, down there. Usually, aren't many. It's an opportunity if if you know a player isn't committed uh, to to really show, or perhaps maybe to move up a little bit. But uh, uh, just just talk briefly, if you would, about. The um, uh, the the players headed Auburn's way, and and other players that uh, uh, that that caught your eye. Yeah, you know, I, first of all, there there's some guys that are committed, maybe a little bit smaller schools uh-huh. that have a chance to really jump up this week. Uh, you know, not even really smaller schools. A guy like Sylvester Smith committed to Tennessee, but uh, DB from Montford. But I think he's a guy that has a chance to Carney Nelson. You know, Selma safety that's committed mm-hmm. to Penn State. But that's a guy that's been on the board for quite a while now. Off the off a little bit is Will James, a DB from Theodore. Uh, he's committed to Southern Miss. I think that's a guy that has a chance to really, you know, kind of catch some people's eyes, as is Anthony Miles, offensive tackle from um, Ramsey High School. He's committed to Vanderbilt, but he's, he's listed about 6'5", 6'4", 6'5", about 285 right now. He's actually, actually listed at 6'3", 291. I think he's more like 6'5", 265. Um, got a frame though. Got a frame. Um, just won a state championship, and I think a guy that has a ton of upside. And so I think about you know, some of those guys. There's, it's a really talented group when you start to to look at it. Um, you know, those are probably the guys I think. Well, we've been hearing. I mean, I know you've been talking about the talent in the state over the last couple of years, and especially this year, and on the defensive front. Yeah, no, it's uh, even without. James Smith and Quay Rusaw, um, two five stars from Carver Montgomery, who decided to to not play. They're going to play in. I think the Under Armour game is what they're scheduled to play in. Mm-hmm. But you have Peter Woods, who's a five star that's committed to Clemson up front. You have Hunter Osborne, a four star kid from Hewitt Trussell that's committed to Alabama. You have Kelby Collins, another four star that's committed to Florida. You have uh, Keldrick Falk, a four star kid that's committed to Florida State. And then you have Yonze Pierre, four star kind of edge rusher, outside linebacker that's committed to Alabama. Um, therein lies the rub. That's what we've been talking about for yeah. a couple of years. This was the year that you pointed to for Auburn and going, this is the time to make some hay. We just talked about the lack of defensive line guys, and we didn't mention one player that's committed to Auburn. And and now they've got a shot at James Smith and Quay Russell. We'll see what happens here down the stretch for still, them. Still, uh, still trying on Keldrick Falk. Still trying on Keldrick Falk. And I <laughs> talked to him yesterday, and, and Auburn's very much in the picture. He frees, um Talk to him. Has an in-home visit coming up soon. Uh, and so Auburn is very much in the picture there. His younger brother, uh, Ja'Kayla Falk, is a stud 2025 outside linebacker who I think is going to be a four- or five-star player himself here in a couple of years from Highland Home. So that would be a almost a two-for-one if you mm-hmm. were to get a guy like Keldrick Falk. But that's what we've been talking about. You look at that, and you know, Auburn has Braden Joyner on the offensive line on that side of the ball, but you know probably the best two prospects – um, in Alabama aren't playing in the game. They're both committed to Alabama uh, on the offensive line. Um, and, you know, you have Stanton Ramwell from Thompson uh, committed to Michigan State on the offensive line. Right. Uh, Kobe Keenum uh, is committed to Kentucky on the offensive line. 
again, lines of scrimmage. We've talked about it, how, how big of a deal it was for Auburn the last few years. This is a great year in the state of Alabama on the line of scrimmage. And right now, Auburn has really Braden Joyner to show for it. That's pretty much it right now. And uh, how much ground can he make up? And the good news is for Hugh Freeze and, and his staff, 2024, 25 are really good years too. They're going to be really good. Maybe not as top-heavy as this class is. There's some really good players in this state again in the next few years. So there's going to be opportunities. But I mean, this was the, the chance and, you know, Missed out on on yeah. on a great deal. Now, now, if you still if you can get a couple of these guys, then you could make a little hay. But man, uh, there's a really really good line of scrimmage here in the, yeah, in the state. Shame, shame to uh, to look and go what what might have you know woulda coulda shoulda. Um, but to <clears throat> to recruiting and I and I know that um, Coach Freeze talked about wanting to eventually build from the high school and add in with a portal. But this situation here, Auburn's got to. They've, they've got to go heavy into the portal. But they absolutely have to add some players in the signing period, which is th- uh, two weeks from today, as a matter of fact, the first day of the signing period. So that's where coaches are out and about right now. Um, you know, who are some names to try to watch as Auburn's around double digits or so in commitments uh, as, as they sort of look to add, and we don't know if they're all going to stick either, the ones that have been on there. Uh, so, who are some names to add, and and and, a, and about what numbers are you thinking Auburn would like from, to wind up with high school from the high school ranks? I, I think it's probably uh, fifteen, eighteen, somewhere around there. We talked about you know having you know fifteen or about the same or, number. Yeah, eight, I think it could 16 be sixteen to eighteen be or something. You might give yourself transfer. you might give yourself a few. To potentially have, uh, you know, where you got hey. a couple of spots after spring practice. Oh, know? yeah. Well, I mean, uh, the yeah. thing is, just looking at the numbers that we got right now, you sign 15 to 18 of each, and you're still going to have room. You're going to have, you have a little bit. So I think you're, you're looking at those. And, you know, obviously, there's, there's, you know, you're still recruiting a lot of these guys. We mentioned those two guys. Tony Mitchell's a five star that's committed to Alabama from Thompson that Auburn visited um, a couple of nights ago. Uh, actually, last night. Uh, and I texted with him on the way home, and he said it went great. Um, had a good time. He's going to visit Texas A and M, Auburn, Alabama. I mean Auburn, Alabama, Texas A and M, and he's visited Auburn a bunch. And so that's mm-hmm. a, that's a five star DB from Thompson. So there's some guys on on the on the radar. I'm uh, still recruiting a couple of guys. You know that that like Janoris Wilson was committed to Auburn previously, offensive lineman from Lakeland, Florida. There's still some guys like that. Uh, obviously, defensive line Reuben Bain from Miami. There's there's some names out there, but um, now you're just kind of how do you regroup? Finish strong. It's hard to really change the board. DJ Chester may be as important a, a player as there is in this oh, class yeah. for Auburn. Offensive lineman from over in Georgia. He's committed to LSU. Auburn is still making a push for him. Um, can they make enough of a push? Because that's a guy we saw at LSU this year. LSU had two true freshman tackles starting. Two true freshmen and then a freshman, well, a, a, a sophomore who, uh, who transferred in. DJ Chester is the type of player that you might – ride with and say look you're our day one guy it may be a right tackle but he's a guy that has that athleticism hmm. that ability and there hadn't been many of those guys at auburn he could be that guy at auburn where you go hey come in you know we're going to try to go sign some guys but right now you're going to have every opportunity to be a starter at, at offensive tackle for auburn in year number one um so that to me is he's about as important a guy as there is on the board for this team when you talk about offense and then 
obviously James and Quay and you know many of these guys on this defensive front. Uh, but that's that's the two that really jump out to you. Um, before before we uh, run out of time, I'd, I'd love to get your thoughts. We've we've mentioned uh, quite a few times, you know, Auburn not um, not filled uh, with Hugh Freeze not uh, filling out his staff yet. But your thoughts on the staff thus far? Yeah, I think it's I think it's a good mix. I really do. I, I like heard nothing but positives about uh, you know new defensive line coach. Um, really heard Jeremy Garrett. Yeah, yeah, Jeremy Garrett. I had a chance to meet him Friday night. Oh, yeah. Talked to him for a little bit. Um, uh, I've read nothing but good things. Yeah, and, I think he's him. you know the the guys that 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 he's been on the road with. Um, yeah, I think people have been really impressed by him and what he's done so far. Um, and I heard really positives from about the new tight end coach as well. I talked to a couple of folks in the NFL. You know how to pronounce I do his not. Name just, yet. <laughs> just Ben, because that's what they said. They said Ben. Uh, Igamawa, yeah. Igam, uh, you know, something but, like but that. They, they, this, these are a couple of NFL guys that said, hey, I really like this guy. He's a really good football coach, and he's going to be a good recruiter. And so, um, you know, that's a couple of things. Obviously, Crime Dog coming back, Wesley McGriff, known for a long time mm-hmm. in, in his couple of stints here. A really good recruiter, I think, a good guy in the secondary. And, um, yeah, just, just just interesting to see how this thing shakes out. Cause you I you just, mentioned uh, Jake Thornton uh, when you were talking about line coach, uh, and, and really he's, he's another young. He's another young, uh, and just from a couple of clips I've seen of him, he's a pretty uh, he, he's he's a pretty energetic young guy. Yes, uh, I think you, you look at at what he's done at Ole Miss and that offensive line group. Because I said it, I, I didn't think Ole Miss was any more talented than Auburn was no. this season. And I thought the offensive line was the strength of that team. I mean, you look at them from the run game standpoint, and and they did a great job. And so I think he he's a guy that's one of those up and comers um, that truly really impressed people by what he's done. Um, and so I think I think that guy is going to be a really good hire. And and looking forward to him trying to talk to a couple of folks that know him and and kind of know what he's done mm-hmm. to get a little bit more background. But uh, I think that's a good hire and a guy that I think people respect already. And even though he's a young guy in his profession. And and as we said, I mean, news could break at any time. I mean, just like it sort of did a little while ago with uh, with Phil Longo to Wisconsin. What yeah, you got? yeah, and it looks like uh, Charles Kelly is heading to Colorado. Okay, well, yeah. I mean, there there had been some rumblings. I, I remember that that was one of the first things I saw when uh, Deion Sanders was about to go to Colorado. Somebody had tweeted out, and he's planning on taking someone from the Alabama staff as defensive yeah, coordinator. I think they have a connection back to Florida State. I oh, think, that makes sense. I think that's that one of the makes sense. He, I, had, I hadn't thought about that. I think one. connection back to Florida State, and I think he's actually gone over and and done some things, you know, with with Jackson State a little bit to kind of help out some well, during the summers, and so. Um, well, that 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 takes a name off the Auburn defensive coordinator board, but it also takes away a really good recruiter from Alabama. It does, and and uh, you know, I you know, wonder now, well, what that'll mean for a guy like Travis Robinson? Will he get more of a role on that Alabama staff? Obviously, it's an important guy. And mm-hmm. Wonder if that's a name that that we could hear pop up for Auburn. Uh, T. Rob is a guy that has some experience. He and, does. He was Will's, uh, and it would it would get you Carolina. would get you deep into South Florida, which is a place that Auburn has had success with over the years. Jason, I know you've got to run. I really appreciate it. Before you go, let everybody know. You know, what all's going on there at AU Tigers and uh, how they can keep up with you. Yeah, like I said, lots going on there. AUTigers.com, AuburnUndercover.com. Uh, I think we have another 50% off right now for initial subscribers, so you can check that out there. Uh, tons of recruiting going on. Myself and Christian Clemente doing that. Basketball previews, um, coaching search. So it's the time to jump on board and uh, – We'll try to keep it as updated as possible and uh, and see what happens here in the coming days. No question. Thanks again, Jason. Have Thanks. a good week. Appreciate it. All right, need to get to our final break. Shane, hold on. You'll be up when we come back 
here on the final segment of hour number one of the Wednesday Drive. The Drive continues. 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 The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067. Online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390. Toll free at 888-382-7502. Or email The Drive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome back into The Drive. Final segment of hour number one. Bill here in the studio with Drew at the controls. Thanks to Jason Caldwell for being with us for most of our number one. Dan is in Troy, where the uh, the Troy women, I believe, have their home opener tonight. So he'll be back tomorrow. Let's get to the Kia of Auburn hotline. And Shane is up next. Hey, Shane. Hey, sir. How are you doing today? All right. Hey, I had a, I had a couple of questions. Um, one, um, I, how is uh, Courtney, I mean, not Courtney, uh, Trooper Taylor lately i just remember when um newton was here cam newton was here uh we we our our receivers were were pretty were pretty uh decent and uh he always got the the sideline in the crowd you know fired up waving that that towel around and whatnot is he is he um you know what what is he what's his current i believe status? he's still at duke uh yeah he's the associate head coach and running backs coach at duke <clears throat> Um, yeah, I just I was just curious about that. Uh, if, if oh, that there's no question. That. Auburn's Auburn's receivers were a huge question mark. Remember uh, when he came in, and that's when um, you know uh, Darvin Darvin, Ad, Darvin Adams and um, yeah, I mean, what should do? No, it was it was it was Darvin and oh man, why am I blanking on the uh, the guy from? Yeah, me too. Uh, just like up four the of them. Yeah, but but yeah, the receivers got much better, and Trooper was an outstanding recruiter as well. Yeah, I, I wonder if that's a, an option to bring him back as receivers coach because um, we don't. We, that's one we're lacking right now. Still, well, right? you know, the thing is, it would sort of be that would sort of be a lateral move. That's that's one of the things we've talked about. Yeah. Auburn does have you know the offensive coordinator spot is open for someone you would think that's either a quarterback no, or a receivers true. coach, and I wonder. Uh, you know, now that this much time has passed, it, it sure seems like it's not unlikely that Hugh Freeze is going to be calling the plays. So, I mean, right. may, you know, maybe season. something like that. Yeah. All right. Um, and my second question was not football related. Uh, I was wondering how the Auburn women's basketball team are doing because they're, they're not really on 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 TV that often. And and uh, I, I just I don't know much about the new coach how how she's doing this far is. This first year, I believe this is the first year. Um, uh, Johnny Harris, it's, it's her, se- it's her, it's Johnny's second year. Um, second. and she recruited, uh, a, a really, really good class. Very young team. Uh, they, they are definitely improved. Uh, I'll see if I can, uh, grab the record, uh, here pretty quick. But I mean, they're, they're a team that, yeah, that they struggled last year. They're six and two right now. So they're off to a pretty good start. Yeah. Uh, what do you know? Uh, you don't have to look it up right now, but do, would you happen to know when their SEC play starts? Yeah, I can. I can uh, look at that. the The SEC opener uh, is going to be December 29th at Ole Miss. Their home opener is New Year's Day against Missouri. All right. All right. All right. Well, thank you, sir. Thank you for uh, for staying on. We, we we listen to you every day. So appreciate it, Jane. Glad, glad you're here, War Eagle. All right, there. The music playing means we're halfway done. Hour number one. 
is uh, behind us now, halfway home. Got it all by ourselves here for hour number two. So I'd love for you to join in on the Kia of Auburn Hotline, 334-321-1390. Come on in and join me here in hour number two of the Wednesday Drive. ESPN 1067, WGZZ HD3 Waverly, and W294AR Auburn Opelika. This is SportsCenter. I'm Christine Lisi. The news is not good for the Bills and Vaughn Miller. The star pass rusher will miss the rest of the season with a torn ACL. He's already had surgery. The loss of a player Buffalo brought in to be its closer in the postseason dramatically changes the mindset of its defense, explains ESPN's Marcus Spears. As a collective, these guys can do a lot of damage with their skill set. I think you have to go back into that mindset as opposed to let's let Vaughn get to the quarterback and everybody will feast off of that. Mm -hmm. One of these guys are going to have to step up and take the mantle and say, I'll be the guy to make the play because we knew Vaughn would Rams defensive tackle Aaron Donald out against the Raiders tomorrow with a high ankle sprain. Aaron Judge, perhaps the greatest example of betting on yourself. Judge, who turned down a seven-year, $213 million offer from the Yankees opening day and had one of the greatest seasons ever in Major League Baseball, got a mega contract from New York, agreeing to a nine-year, $360 million deal with the Yankees. NBA Lakers will be without LeBron James and Anthony Davis tonight against the Raptors. ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive Commercial Insurance flexes to fit your business's needs. From quick repairs to adjustable coverages and even payment options, Progressive Commercial makes it easy to get what you need. Quote today in as little as six minutes at ProgressiveCommercial.com. Live from Auburn, the sports capital of Alabama, this is The Drive. The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067 and online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390, toll free at 888-382-7502, or email The Drive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome in to hour number two of the Wednesday Drive. Bill and Drew here in the studio, Dan has uh, basketball duties tonight with the uh, Troy women. Well, they're a home opener, I believe, down in Troy. Our thanks to Jason Caldwell of AUTigers.com for dropping in for most of our number one. Hope you had a chance to hear Jason with his great insights. If you missed that or parts of any of the shows, uh, definitely check out the podcasts of The Drive. Brought to you by Southeastern Industrial Contractors. Now hiring for great paying skilled trade positions. You can call them at 334-209-6355. 
to learn more. Hour number two of The Drive brought to you by the good folks at the Orthopedic Clinic, East Alabama's go-to center for orthopedic care with locations in Auburn and Opelika on the web at orthoclinic.com. And love for you to join in since it's uh, just the two of us here in the uh, studio today on the Kia of Auburn hotline. Kia of Auburn, where you're always number one. And the number to get you through is 334-321-1390. Or you can text us on the Drive text box presented by Southeastern Industrial Contractors. And the number to get you through on the uh, Drive text box is 334-564-1840. Not that there are usually a lot of people around. When by this time here in the uh, at at the at the station, there's usually not, but everybody heading out early today because it's the it's the network Christmas party, and for those and for those folks that are listening, just just a reminder, some of us won't be able to be there until after six o'clock, so just uh, um, not not that my wife reminded me of this or anything, but. Uh, but yes, hopefully there's still some things, still still some goodies left by the time we get there, because it'll it'll take you know a few minutes. Uh, we we don't we don't have the teleporter quite ready from uh, from from the network to to the party site for this evening. So that that means yeah, probably by the time I by the time I get in there, by the time we walk in, everybody will be completely blasted, and uh, we'll we'll see if there's anything left. But no, looking forward to that. Coming up a little later on this evening. All right. Some news that was breaking in the first hour. A name on the offensive side and a name on the defensive side as far as potential coordinator candidates at Auburn. And I think you can, you can scratch them. Phil Longo, who had uh, been the offensive coordinator at North Carolina for the past few years and was one of the people that uh, was speculated that perhaps Hugh Freeze might have been talking about at his opening press conference when he was talking about an offensive coordinator, very prolific, but could use some help in the red zone. That fits Phil Longo to a T. Now, he's not the only one, but that definitely does fit him. And there's been, uh, uh, I don't think there was any surprise that, that there would be a connection. Hugh Freeze had hired Phil Longo at Ole Miss in December of 2016, um, but of course they never got a chance to work together because after Hugh Freeze went to media days that July, shortly, I mean, within, within a matter of days, he was let go by Ole Miss. Phil Longo stuck around at Ole Miss, um, uh, for a season, maybe two before he headed to North Carolina and his offenses have always put up tremendous numbers. So it was easy to try to put the pieces together and go, well, Phil Longo, and Hugh Freeze hired him once before, so that could be who he's talking about. Then we started hearing the uh, rumblings of Alabama might be interested in Phil Longo as well, and maybe Drake May as a package, but Bill O'Brien needed to get a job somewhere. Nick Saban's not going to fire Bill O'Brien. He's going to try to help him get a job, and I believe Bill O'Brien wants to be back in the NFL. So... There was some thought that maybe that's what's the holdup here is waiting to see what's going on with Alabama. But then today, the news breaks. And once again, Wisconsin, out of nowhere, making the headlines by hiring Phil Longo away from North Carolina. Of course, you know, 
I don't think anyone expected Wisconsin to be hiring Luke Fickle. Fickle had been mentioned as a candidate at quite a few different uh, jobs for the outstanding job that he'd done there at Cincinnati. And then Wisconsin decides, "Uh, Jim Leonard, thank you very much. You did a good job after being moved up from defensive coordinator. Uh, But but we're going to... Uh, go for a bigger name and bring in Luke Fickle. And now Leonard, who is a very, very good defensive coordinator, um, yesterday announcing that he is not going to be sticking around as defensive coordinator. He will pursue other options. So uh, that is a very prominent defensive coordinator who is uh, available, I guess you would say. But anyway, so Phil Longo, now the Wisconsin offensive coordinator. Um, so that happened early in the four o'clock hour, about 25 minutes ago came the, uh, the, the news, I guess it was a little over a half an hour ago, around the bottom of the hour, uh, came the news that Deion Sanders has hired or is hiring Charles Kelly, Alabama's secondary coach and co-defensive coordinator. And Charles Kelly is, is one of the names that has been very prominent among Auburn folks for the Auburn defensive coordinator position. As a matter of fact, I think I told you yesterday or maybe Monday, I guess it was Monday, that that had been the name seemingly gaining the most ground just in in talks about potential Auburn defensive coordinator candidates. Charles Kelly, an Auburn grad, Played under Coach Dye, has been coaching for a long time, was a defensive coordinator at Florida State. Uh, then he went to Tennessee for a year and has been at Alabama for the last couple of years and is known as one of the top recruiters in the nation. And so I think a huge pickup for Deion Sanders in Colorado. Don't know how much Auburn had really, or Hugh Freeze had. Uh, really pursued Charles Kelly. I, I am confident there had been some discussion, but I don't know if that is something that uh, had, had been really pursued heavily. But anyway, um, that's a name that can be marked off the defensive coordinator list. So the, the uh, again, like Jason said in hour number one, very likely some names that we have not heard that could be very viable candidates. I guess the latest name that uh, seemed to be added and was getting some buzz yesterday was Zach Arnett of Mississippi State. Now, after his, you know, he's been at, there at Mississippi State all three years with Mike Leach, and it has been very surprising how good the defenses have been at Mississippi State. Last year, he reportedly interviewed at Texas um LSU and maybe Oklahoma I believe he interviewed at some very prominent job for some very prominent jobs a year ago and Arkansas who of course had Barry Odom who was another name that was mentioned with the Auburn job before he took the UNLV job Arkansas is definitely interested in Zach Arnett so we don't know when Q Freeze and Auburn will announce the uh, remainder of the staffs or the coordinators, but just some names today in the news heading elsewhere 
from their current jobs. 334-321-1390. That's the Kia of Auburn hotline. And we'll get to it. And Tommy is up first. Hey, Tommy. Hey, Bill. How you doing? Pretty good. Hey, um, we know college football has changed very rapidly, very quickly. Um, and the two things, of course, are NIL and transfer portal. And I believe the impetus for the NIL was a lawsuit is what caused that to have to be in college football. But what what was the impetus for the uh, transfer portal? Um, well, the, the number of players wanting to transfer and and, and asking – for immediate eligibility and the NCAA rubber stamping most of them and then threats of lawsuits because coaches would leave and there's you know nothing preventing a coach from leaving and going somewhere and a lot of players would sign with the expectation that the coach was going to be there and then feeling that they were having to sit out a year when they transferred there were starting to be more and more threats of lawsuits if the NCAA didn't just rubber stamp every transfer so that's why the NCAA just decided all right here we go everybody's got that one time deal and now on top of the one time deal with coaches moving you know players get another opportunity players can transfer one time without having to sit out a second or as many more times if their head coach leaves they can transfer again then they get another opportunity uh if they're graduate transfers but when you think about it seismic changes like this usually take time well, boy, this didn't take long at all. Oh, no, you're right. And, and it is it is so volatile right now. I don't know where every other team stands, but Auburn barely has half a roster right now. Well, who polices the portal? I mean, is it the NCAA that sort of yes, monitors the, it, or it? Right, and that's why, that's why they, they at least put in the... Um, you know, the, the periods where players can enter the portal because it was even crazier a year ago when players could go in at any time. Uh, and you know, you saw players midseason didn't feel like he was getting enough playing time or maybe he had a bad practice and the coach chewed him out. They decide they were going to go into the portal and they could go in there officially. Now you have those windows, uh, which began Monday and it goes for 45 days till either June, uh, excuse me, until either January 18th or 19th. And then, uh, and then they'll have another 15 days from May 1st to May 15th. They can go into the portal then, but they can sign at any time once they go into the portal. Yeah, it's interesting that some of the players that have entered the portal, you know, why would they enter the portal? You know, like you said earlier, half of Alabama's offensive lines are in the portal. Yep. You know, and they were starters. And so it's like, well, I, mean, are they, I, I, get, I get it if they're trying to get closer to home. Well, only one of them is a starter, really. Uh, I believe Javion Cohen was the only starter, but but it was talking about depth, losing the depth. One of the Brockermeyer twins, you know, went in. Um, some, a, a lot of them, for most players, I would think it's, to, to try to improve their opportunity. Player, you know, college players are hoping to play in the NFL. They want to get to the league. And if they're not getting enough playing time, or perhaps they feel like, uh, they could play on a higher level or against better competition, get more exposure. That's one of the reasons. The ones like Jason was saying that are the surprises is when power five starters go into the portal. Uh, that's, that's a little, that, that's usually, I can make more money NIL-wise going somewhere else or putting myself up for bid. Yeah, some of them are just kind of curious. Like the, the quarterback at Western Kentucky, That that we understand what he's trying to do. Sure. 
the wide receiver right right in Mississippi State. I mean, I hope he comes to Auburn, but I guess he's looking for more money. Which well, he's – he, College he's, athletics, it's like well, that, that kids are making decisions based on how much money they're going to make. Well, that's true, but I mean and, – and this isn't a knock against Mississippi State, but he's already gotten offers from Oklahoma, uh, Texas, LSU – uh, as well as Auburn and Alabama, and I believe Georgia, too. So, I mean, uh, I think he's going to be able to take a step up. I, got, I don't guess we've seen it yet, but you would think some of these old older coaches that have been in, around for, you know, two or three decades are kind of getting the – I know they make a lot of money, but you think someone's got to be thinking, I won't just throw my hands up. This this is getting nuts. I'm, I can't keep up with all this. And I, I wouldn't blame them. Oh, no. We've already seen it in basketball. I mean, you and, and you're and, – and I guarantee you, Nick yes, Saban. Yes, Nick Saban doesn't like this at all. No, he doesn't. But anyway, it's crazy times. No doubt. Thanks, sir. Appreciate the call, Tommy. Three three four three two one thirteen ninety. We'll get one more before our first break here, and it's Alan. Hey, Alan. Hey, Bill. Um, I'm not trying to steal their bit from your uh, noontime show, um, but I'm just kind of riff on it a little bit. Uh, in your opinion, what, what's the most important thing you want to see out of Auburn in the next few weeks as far as is it portal management? Is it getting the coaches in or getting players signed that they're commitments from? Uh, well, however however they get it, it's talent acquisition. It, it is players. They they need to add they need to add to this roster. I'm looking at this roster and after today. Uh, I've got, I think, 52 players uh, on scholarship right now, and that is if players like Tank Bigsby, who I don't count on returning, come back. So they've got to get players. I mean, the 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 numbers on the line of scrimmage uh, in the secondary are just, uh, I mean, they're scary. You, they, they couldn't even have spring practice with the numbers they've got right now. Yeah, that's my take too. I mean, you got to get you got to get players, not 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 just bodies, but they need players. they need players, you know I mean? and that's right. And that's what Jason and I were talking about early. A lot of folks go, "Well, look, Auburn's got the opportunity. The NIL's really set. Shouldn't be any trouble getting these guys." When you're talking about quality offensive and defensive linemen, uh, like Jason said uh, earlier on. It's easier to find a starting quarterback right now than it is to find a starting offensive tackle or a productive defensive lineman or pass rusher. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, I'm just curious. All right. All right thanks. Appreciate the call, Alan. Need to get to our first break of hour number two. Um, yeah, I'll sort of break down those numbers, give you an interesting um, perspective that, that I heard this morning as well. Love for you to join in as we continue here on the Wednesday Drive. Time to churn up some more yardage on The Drive. The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067 and online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390, toll free at 888-382-7502, or email The Drive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome back into the Wednesday Drive. Bill and Drew here on this uh, this Wednesday evening. And we'd love for you to join in. Anything on your mind, sports-wise. Uh, so, yeah, it, it, it appears. And, you know, I've, I've said something to Jason uh, as, before he was leaving. Uh, I said, you know, I've, that that looks like, okay, take another name off the list of possibilities. Although, 
I mean, you've seen crazier things happen. There have been, there have been coaches who'll take one job and then before the next practice, sometimes before the next week, but a lot of times before the next season, get another opportunity and go there. But it's, it's hard to, uh, um, it's, it's hard not to take a look at Colorado and, and, they're going. They're serious about trying to get things turned around, aren't they? With uh, with Coach Prime, and now it looks like uh, Charles Kelly going as defensive coordinator. So, who does that leave for Auburn as defensive coordinator? We mentioned uh, Travis Williams a while ago. Said that Zach Arnett's name has just been uh, tossed out there. I don't know if that is coming from um, you know sources connected to the Auburn search to Hugh Freeze's search for a defensive coordinator, I think that may very well just be speculation because he's someone who's done a very good job in the Southeastern Conference and is very much sought after. Now, Auburn can, you know, I I think Auburn can um, probably top any offer that Mississippi State has, but it's it's going to be crazy if you get into a bidding war with you know, other schools. And like I said, he interviewed at uh, quite a few schools a year ago. Wesley McGriff has tweeted out that he is co-defensive coordinator and secondary coach. Still don't know exactly how those duties are going to to be laid out at Louisville, uh, where he's been uh, before coming back for his third trip to Auburn. That's exactly what his title was, co-defensive coordinator and secondary coach, and he was responsible for the entire secondary. Is that going to be the case? If that is indeed the situation, where does that leave Zach Etheridge, who's been out recruiting with Hugh Freeze? Uh, and, and again, speculation has just been, well, one would coach safeties, the other would coach corners, and that and that would make sense. And that made you wonder when there was talk about Charles Kelly – if Charles Kelly came to Auburn with Zach and uh, Crime Dog, maybe it would just be a situation where the defensive coordinator wouldn't coach a position, would just sort of go around because Auburn has right now a defensive line coach, Jeremy Garrett. We feel like Auburn's got a linebacker coach in Christian Robinson, although there's been no official word that he's been retained. Uh, the same goes for Zach Etheridge. And then, even though there has not been any official word, and, and again, I'm, I'm wondering, why not? What is the, what, it, it's not like recruiting where you can't comment on anybody until they're all in the fold. Um, but, you know, there's been no official word about any of those, but it appears Auburn has four of the five slots covered on the defensive side of the ball. Offensively, uh, as we've talked about, obviously, uh, Cadillac is the associate head coach and the running backs coach. You have an offensive line coach. Um, again, Auburn hasn't officially introduced Jake Thornton, but he'd been at Ole Miss. Um, ben Agamawa, I believe, uh, that, that's, that's how I'm going with it as far as the pronunciation, uh, is, is recruiting and he's, and he was the tight ends coach at Liberty, so uh, I don't know if he was a tight ends coach, but he apparently is going to be the tight ends coach at Auburn. So that leaves you a quarterback coach and a receiver coach and an offensive coordinator. Now, I guess you don't have to have an offensive coordinator. Well, I, 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 
I would think Hugh Freeze doesn't want to have to do all of the work of the offensive coordinator because there's a lot more involved than just calling plays. Um, so, yeah, there would be an offensive coordinator who you would expect would either be the quarterback's coach or the receiver's coach. And there's been some names tossed out there. As I mentioned, Phil Longo uh, heading to Wisconsin with Luke Fickle. And so that uh, that scratches a name there. I, I'm trying to think of the other names. You know, there there've been some speculation about Kendall Bryles. Arkansas has already lost their defensive coordinator in Barry Odom to UNLV. So uh, I I just don't know. And again, we talked about it uh, a little earlier that Longo was one of those guys. And I think Kendall Bryles sort of fits that mold too, as someone who um, at times. Doesn't have as much success in the red zone as the pure numbers that his teams put up would indicate. And wonder if those were um, some of the folks that, that Hugh Freeze was talking about at his introductory press conference. But right now, I don't know. I, I think you have to just sort of put some of that behind you and go, well, maybe some of those names, not just maybe, I think some of those names are no longer available. So we'll just have to wait and see. I would sure think that you'd like to have your staff in place by this weekend when you're getting official visits, especially a defensive coordinator. Um, but but um, we'll just have to wait and see and, of course, pass it along to you if, if anything breaks. All right, we talked a good bit about the transfer portal. This morning, uh, as as I do every, every Wednesday morning, I spend a little time uh, as a guest on uh, Wimp Sanderson's show. Wimp and his son Barry <clears throat> do a show in Tuscaloosa. And, and Barry had a suggestion that I thought, this is interesting. I wonder if this is something that might be looked at. And we've had, um, many, many people saying there have got to be some limitations, some parameters, some something more than just this window where you can enter the transfer portal with as many players getting in. And quite frankly, there are more players in the transfer portal then there are going to be spots available at the FBS level. I mean, FBS players are going to go in. Uh, there are, I believe, around 700 FBS players in the portal here in the first two and a half days. And there are going to be um, not near that many spots available. Anyway, his suggestion was, why doesn't the NCAA put a limit the way they did in recruiting on the number of transfers you can sign? And said, maybe not one year, have a 20 to 25 over two years limit for transfers. That sounds good, but, you know, as I thought about it during the day, what if you lose a lot more than that? Well, I guess then you could make up for it. As long as you have the 85 rule, you try to make up for it with high school. But, you know, that actually I think would help some where it maybe wouldn't be uh, encouraging teams to to sort of run off some players. Love your thoughts on that. Anything as we head into the final half hour here on the Wednesday Drive.
Drive. The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067 and online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390, toll free at 888-382-7502, or email The Drive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome back into The Drive. Final 25 minutes here on this Wednesday afternoon. Our thanks to uh, Jason Caldwell for uh, joining in for most of our number one. Dan will be back in tomorrow after a Troy women's basketball broadcast this evening. So uh, we'll be back uh, tomorrow with the regular uh, Thursday show. Although, uh, Justin Ferguson will be on Friday. He's got uh, uh, something going on tomorrow, so he can't be on with us tomorrow. So it'll be um, Dan Dan and I will be here in the studio Tomorrow, three three four three two one thirteen ninety. That is the Kia of Auburn hotline. Um, Drew, sort of keeping me up on on the the hot stove league, the winter meetings, baseball winter meetings are going on. The biggest news was it just this morning that Aaron Judge agreed to a deal with the Yankees. I told a couple of people if it comes down to the Yankees and they haven't really. Uh, I uh, haven't really done anything to aggravate him over the years. It's a, it's a player that that has uh, done anything for them, and they haven't aggravated. It's tough for them to to lose a player. The Giants <clears throat> tried hard, but uh, man, what a what a wise gamble by Aaron Judge. He turned down a seven year, two hundred thirteen million dollar offer from the Yankees last year, and after going out and uh, having one of the greatest seasons. Ever just signed a nine-year, three hundred sixty mil. So he goes, he adds two years to the offer and goes uh, at ten million a year more. So instead of only thirty million, he's going to go for uh, for forty million. But lots of moves today. One of the last ones uh, Drew was mentioning to me, Kenley Jansen of the Red Sox, doesn't exactly counter uh, Aaron Judge. Uh, the, the Sox are still trying to sign. Xander Bogarts, but so are a lot of people. But um, yeah, fun times for uh, uh, for 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 Major League Baseball fans. Uh, it's not quite the transfer portal, but it's it's pretty wild what's been going on. Um, you know, all right. So earlier, you know, a couple of times I've talked about some of the numbers on the Auburn roster and what Auburn's going to have to fill. Um, yes, it'd be great to have coaches, and hopefully they're in place pretty soon. But Auburn's going to have to come up with some players. As we were saying earlier, we detail the situation there on the defensive line where Auburn only has six players for four spots. The only edge, Dylan Brooks, the only end, uh, who's listed as an end, is Tabitha Coley. Marcus Harris and Jeffrey Emba are guys that could play outside as well as in. And then the only inside guys... Uh, well, the only inside player is Jason Jones. Not really sure where Nietzsche Sledge is going to wind up yet. But that, that's it. Six defensive linemen. Um, something that, that uh, I got word today, I'd seen this back in November, but we didn't really hear much more of it. Uh, when we were talking about the situation that Auburn has in the secondary, when we, uh, folks had said, well, but the cornerbacks look pretty good with how well D.J. James played and Jalen Simpson and the possibility Nehemiah Pritchett could come back. Well, I was told today by someone in South Alabama that uh, 
uh, DJ James is expected to accept an invitation to the Senior Bowl. If he does that, that means he's moving on. So if there's no DJ James, Jalen Simpson may be the only player who's played any corner returning for Auburn. That is, unless Nehemiah Pritchett decides to come back um, for his for his COVID year. Auburn does have J.D. Rim, who I really like what we saw from him down the stretch. And then Austin Osbury redshirted, but that's it. It could be just three guys at, at corner, only one of whom's ever started. So when you're talking six total defensive linemen, three corners um, on scholarship, only one of whom has started. And then at linebacker, there's Cam Riley, who has played. Cam Riley and West Steiner both have started some games, but uh, there are... There's just not much experience there at linebacker. This defense is really going to um, have to add some players. Auburn's probably the best situation they have is at safety, where, uh, you know, Zion Puckett, Donovan Kaufman, um, Caleb Wooden, Caden Bridges, Marquise Gilbert all return. I'm not sure if Craig McDonald is, a, is an actual person, if he really exists. Uh, you know, he came in highly touted transfer from Iowa State. We just didn't see him. I'm, I'm quite frankly not sure if he's still around, but Auburn's still in better shape there at safety. But it's tough to build a defense just around a bunch of safeties. Uh, so may, may, maybe that's the, the hold up with a defensive coordinator. He looks at the roster and goes, Are you serious? Where are the players? Um, hopefully not. But I mean, there just aren't a lot of aren't a lot of players. There are more players returning at the the skill spots, obviously at you know running back, receiver. Auburn definitely needs a quarterback or two. Um, you know, there, there's been some speculation about uh, a couple of guys in the portal offensively, uh, but but I think Auburn think Auburn could use a a proven a guy that could be a number one receiver, but they've got to. As Jason was saying, he thinks Auburn needs to sign three guys who can play tackle. Maybe not all three will wind up at tackle, but Auburn only has one true tackle on scholarship on the roster right now for going in spring. And that's Colby Smith. Gardner Langlow has practiced a little. At tackle, but he's been more of a guard than a tackle. Then you've got guards in Jeremiah Wright, uh, Cam Stutz, uh, Avery Jernigan, EJ Harris, uh, Jalil Irvin's been a guard, but he, you know, you would figure he and Tate Johnson at center. If Jalil Irvin and Cam Stutz want to return. So, so yeah, Auburn right at the 50 number as far as total scholarships and um, they're gonna they're gonna have to really hit it hard in the transfer portal. And these guys, like like I said a while ago, they don't have to do anything right now. They can take visits. They can go visit five schools, and you know take until classes get started in January. Meanwhile, you're trying to recruit high schoolers, and you only have three days to sign them, December twenty first through twenty third. So. That's what really makes these pieces hard. You talk about playing 3D chess. That's that's what you're doing with this because you're trying to plug in some for depth, but you want players, you know, players that can step in and play, and you love impact players along the way. But everybody's trying to get these guys. So it is a 
very, very interesting time and so many things to be keeping up with players and coaches at different levels. 334-321-1390. That's the uh, Kia of Auburn hotline. Uh, we'd love for you to join in. The, you know, what did you think? Uh, if, if you uh, heard me a little while ago, what did you think about the possibility of putting limits on the number of transfers you can bring in? Um, I know that the first reaction is going to be, hey, there's no limit on how many can leave. So would that be fair? But if you've got an 85, if you're just going with the 85, and I think the NCAA is going to stick with that. I don't think they're about to go back to the 25. I think because of the transfer portal, they're going to allow teams to sign up to the 85 limit. So you should, even if you were capped at, say, 25 transfers, over a two-year period, even if you signed 21 year and you only had five the next year, you'd hope those guys, you'd hope the guys you signed would be around. Um, I guess you know what that could do, though, and make it a little tougher to be signing one-year guys. Because if you sign, if you sign 15 one-year guys, they're gone, and you can't, and you you could only be able to sign 10, you know, 10 other spots the next year to replace those 15, and that's not counting into the under underclassmen you signed. So. Uh, there, every one of these brilliant ideas, there's always a, yeah, but what if? So, so who knows? 334-321-1390. That's the uh, Kia of Auburn hotline. Love for you to join in. Love some, uh, you know, some, some thoughts from folks as to who do you think the next defensive coordinator at Auburn is going to be? I mean, the, the most, I guess the most likely name right now would be Travis Williams. But as, as uh, did Jason say this? I don't know if he said this on the air, if he said it when he was leaving. Charles Kelly going to Colorado, um, I wonder what uh, what, what uh, T-Rob's situation there in Alabama is going to be. Could he get an expanded role? I was actually hearing that that Nick Saban was, was looking at making some changes and Travis Robinson might be one of the names that Nick Saban was looking at changing. So uh, you, you just wonder what what the future holds for him. But uh, but yeah, we're just sort of reaching. Um, Hugh Freeze, I'm sure he has his list, and he knows he, you know he knows what order they are in. Uh, and and that's one thing where we don't have an awful lot of folks that. That have the inside and no. When we hear things, you usually hear it from the agents or from the side of the coaches. So we'll just have to uh, stay tuned. Let's get back to the Kia of Auburn hotline three three four three two one thirteen ninety. And John is up next. Hey, John. Hey, Bill. What uh, what was the real story? If y'all are somewhat of a story, maybe y'all know about what really happened with Dion. Was he ever considered for Auburn or just not interested? Or what? What's the deal with him? What was the deal? <laughs> You know, I don't, I don't know for sure. I don't think that he was really heavily considered. I believe there was some communication, but I think it was more preliminary than it was, um, serious interview type. So, so that's, that's all I've heard. Yeah. Okay. Well, I was just, just curious. So thanks for the info. Oh, yeah. Uh Yeah. Yeah. Colorado, Colorado definitely is, uh, is wanting to make a move. They have been down. And Dion's right. They were really good back in the day, but it's been three or more decades 
since Colorado was really good. And, and we'll see how quickly the talent can get turned around there. Talk about talent acquisition. We'll see. I mean, Dion was talking about a couple of hundred players already contacting. Let's see how quickly they start filling that up. 334-321-1390. And uh, George is up next. Hey, George. Hey, on defensive coordinator, any chance Kevin Steele comes home? I would guess, sure, there's a chance. Um, I mean, man, as quickly as it seems like names are being scratched off the list, you could surely do a whole lot worse than that. No question about it. You want an X's and O's guy? And that's one of the things Hugh Freeze said, remember, was he'd, he'd love to have an X's and O's guy, and that would tell me somebody who's got experience. And uh, you want experience and, and, and proof of what that experience means? Absolutely, uh, Kevin Steele fits the bill. And he always been known as a great recruiter. Yes, you're right about that. You know, I would say right now, recruiting wouldn't be my top priority for a defensive coordinator, um, but it sure wouldn't sure wouldn't hurt. That's what I'd like to see. That's an interesting thought there. Appreciate it, George. Three three four three two one thirteen ninety. We'll get to our final break. Of the show, still time for you to join in as we wind it down here on the Wednesday Drive. Let's get back to the drive. The drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067 and online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of the drive, call 334-321-1390. Toll free at 888-382-7502 or email the drive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome back into the drive. Final segment here on this Wednesday afternoon. Bill with Drew at the controls. Dan will be back in tomorrow. Uh, and let's see, another name I'd forgotten. I mean, I think I mentioned it yesterday. Another name that has been speculated as a possible candidate. And again, I think that's all it is. Just We're just guessing at uh, who it could be, anybody that may have ever, you know, um, been in the same room as Hugh Freeze, uh, perhaps, or, or any of the uh, coaches to try to figure who the coordinators might be. Another name that's been mentioned, uh, and I think it's, because of the job that he's done over the last few years, Tony Gibson of NC State. They've had really good defenses. Did see where the Arkansas, uh, one of the Arkansas uh, websites has got a hot board up for their defensive coordinator spot, which, of course, was left open when Barry Odom went to UNLV. And the Arkansas hot board has Jim Leonard, who we mentioned a while ago, who was the interim coach at Wisconsin, outstanding defensive coordinator. Zach Arnett, who we talked about, from um, Mississippi State, and um, Glenn Schumann, the co-defensive coordinator at Georgia. So they've got some big names. Again, that's just their hot board. Doesn't mean that's the top three on uh, Sam Pittman's list. But he probably, uh, I mean, just think about it. He was at Georgia before he came, so I don't know. Um, Again, it's pretty quiet. On the on the Auburn front, it appears, at least right now. Back to the Kia of Auburn hotline, and Susan is up next. Hey, Susan. Hey, Dan. How are you? I'm Dan. Bill, how are you? I'm fine. Hey, that Drew is, he's a great, he's great. He just answers the phone so nice. I yes, he is. He goes, yeah, I, I really like him. couple questions. I saw that our, our Texas boys, uh, Brockmeyer and uh, um, Earl, 
are in the portal right now. Do you think we even have a chance? They, I mean, Earl won the Landry Award, and he was up against Quinn Ewers for it. He won it. He's an excellent uh, player. I would. Um, I, everything I've heard is that Auburn is definitely pursuing uh, the 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 players that have left from West Alabama. Yes. Okay, I, I was going to say Brock Meyer's father. You know, of course, played at uh, Texas. Right. And so I think he's probably going to come home. You know, which is understandable just to drive three hours. Like I get that. Um, the next thing I how about Rodney Garner? I mean, you know, Rodney was a great recruiter. Do you think we? Have a chance, or is there just a lot of bad feelings there? And I'll hang up. Uh, yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't. Uh, thanks for the call, Susan. I don't know that they're bad feelings. It's just Rodney doesn't really fit the X's and O's and history as a coordinator. Rodney is a great defensive line coach. He is a great recruiter. There's no doubt about it. Um, unless somebody else were to take now, if if like Wesley McGriff were to be the defensive coordinator, then. Then maybe you could bring Rodney in uh, as as another associate head coach, recruiting coordinator, and defensive interior lineman, or something like that. But he's never been a coordinator, and I think that that's one thing that Hugh Freeze was really um, talking about wanting was having someone who is very strong in the X's and O's, the schemes of coordinating a defense. Uh, it's it's interesting. I. I I don't. I haven't heard that Rodney had, um, you know, been contacted by Auburn, and that's 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 more than a little bit of a surprise. Because I, I mean, I think I I know I mentioned his name just when there were questions about candidates for the head coaching spot. There's somebody that understands Auburn, and I think understands running a program. But uh, yeah, good ones there, Susan. I mean, I don't know. There is, there's no telling. And I have, I, I almost feel like I have less of an idea about the offensive coordinator than I do the defensive coordinator. And on defensive coordinator, it's just like, well, these names have been mentioned. I don't know that they're names that have been mentioned much at offensive coordinator. Um, we'll just have, we'll just have to wait and see. I, I hope it's not too long. I, I really do. Uh, I, I, I know Jason was thinking that there could be some announcements from Auburn at least making official the hires that are on board right now soon, maybe as early as today. But, you know, here we are at almost 6 o'clock, and I, I haven't seen anything um, from, you know, fr- from Auburn. Uh, so so we'll see. I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's Hugh's show, and it's his call. And I know that recruiting right now has got to be at the top of the board both transfer portal and high school you got to be out and and you know working that as hard as possible so i, I guess it's just uh it's really difficult to get take care of everything all at once all right we're we're about uh, done here on the wednesday edition of the drive again dan will be back tomorrow we will uh we won't have justin ferguson with us he's unable to be with us tomorrow he'll be on friday uh so Huh? Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. Thursday, I'd forgotten as we transition from football to basketball. Tiger takes Zep Jasper with us tomorrow at five thirty for our regular basketball Tiger takes. So looking forward to that as well. Our thanks to uh, Jason Caldwell for joining us in the first hour and all, all the callers throughout the show. I mean, maybe there'll be more.